Hey everyone, welcome back to Advice. I hope you've had a good day, night, or somewhere in between. I actually have been having a pretty good couple days. Nothing really of note happened, though I can't say I have the most interesting life in the world. But that's okay. Now, today's episode is... It's going to be centered on some, I don't, I don't want to say heavier topics than usual because we discuss some pretty, pretty important things. At least I feel they're, at least I feel they're pretty important. But this episode especially is, it's going to cut deep for a certain group of people. And even, even for me, even who I used to be, even who I still kind of am now. So, I just want to, I want to preface that, that this is going to be a bit of a heavier one. And, you know, while I think it's, I think it's equally important to be as lighthearted and open as I try to be, discussing these kinds of, these topics that don't really have a correct answer, they're important. It's very important. So... First off, I want to give the topic of morality. I don't, I'm not too sure how to. Because, like, morality is such a broad term. And, like, it's... it's You ask everyone what, like, what moral... Asking someone what their morals are isn't exactly a normal thing to start a conversation with. But each... Everyone holds certain values and certain things about their life to different standards, and because of that, some people may feel differently about certain topics than others. What I'm more or less trying to say is that the values you hold very dear to you and the values that someone else may hold very dear to them may not always align, but it, it doesn't make you or them inherently any better or worse. It just makes you different from them, and difference is important. I sound like every every middle school guidance counselor poster to really ever exist, but it's true. Difference is important, and individuality is really... It's, it's given... It sh I feel it should be given a greater focus, because what makes each and every one of us unique is that individuality. And while conforming to norms and... You know, going along with what's accepted is also, I would say, equally important. Expressing yourself for who you are within the boundaries of what is acceptable is also important. It's a tough balancing act, but I'm confident all of you can do it. Another point I want to make on this broad kind of topic of... Mor I, I really don't want to call it morality, but morality is... I'll always advocate that you stand for what you believe to be correct, but remain open to the ideas of those around you. You know, even if the cores of your beliefs are, they're different, you know, they're, they're two, maybe they're, maybe they're even opposites. I feel it's extremely important to hear each side out and respectfully discuss why you think the way you do and what differences you may have. It's very easy to get angry or get, you know, visibly upset with someone who holds 
a value you treasure very dearly to a very low standard. I understand that. However, responding with their hostility, responding to their hostility with more hostility is just, is never a good idea. Just responding with hostility in general is, I feel, just a very, not a, not the best idea. There are situations that do call for it, but they are very, very few and far between. So the bottom line that I want to get across in this little kind of precursor to today's episode is disrespect people's differences. It's it's a surprisingly easy thing to do, and while I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure you do, maybe there are certain things that you maybe don't really care all that much about or hold to a different standard as other people, and maybe that can create discussion points between you and them. I feel that that could be a very interesting conversation, so long as both parties are respectful. Now, as as much as I love discussing morality and all that fun kind of stuff, the main point that I want to get across is the topic of giving people second chances. This is something that I've personally, and I know a lot of people, really, really struggle with. Now, I have a confession to make. I am a very forgiving guy. You know, it's... I'm, <laughs> I am... I don't like bragging. And I I know this doesn't really count as bragging, but I'm, I'm a forgiving person. And because of that, I, I, I struggle to know when... It, it, when it's the right choice to take someone out of your life. It's a very, very tough thing, and it's a very hard conversation to have with yourself because you obviously want to be very kind and very open to those around you, especially if you want to become friends with more and more people. You're going to have to compromise, you know, some of your standards, or you feel like you have to compromise some of your standards in order to make more friends. And, yeah. I think there are situations that do call for that, but if all you do is compromise for other people, that's not good. But second chances. I I am a big believer in them. I feel that everyone deserves at least another chance. Because, you know, while they may have done something wrong, or not, and that's the other thing. It depends on what they've done in the past to warrant you having this discussion with yourself of should you take them out of your life or not. Obviously, it's wholly dependent on, on how you feel and what the actual event that transpired was. But for the majority of the time, I would say a second chance is the right option. Now, this issue gets pretty murky when it's someone you care very, very deeply about. When you when you get as close to someone as you have with someone I used to be very close friends with, it's very, very difficult to see, you know, the flaws as a person. And that's the thing. Everyone is flawed. Everyone has something about them or some kind of part to who they are that isn't perfect. And that's normal. It's not a bad thing. Being flawed is not something that's inherently bad. It is 
you know, not acting on those flaws and not trying to better yourself through ways of maybe not getting rid of those flaws, but just polishing them so they don't have such an edge or parts of your personality that maybe aren't so, you know, agreeable or likable that, you know, trying to change your mindset and be, I'm hesitant to say better, but be more accommodating to those around you. Back to second chances. It's, you know, I said it before, when you care about someone, it's next to impossible to point out their flaws. You, you, over, you will subconsciously overlook them because in your eyes, they're everything who you wanted, everything you wanted. And this led to a very, you know, I've got some very, very personal experience with this, which led to some pretty, pretty nasty fights between both me and my friends and me and who this person was. And that's because I idolized who they were. And I feel like idolizing the person you care for the most is pretty normal. I would say the vast, vast majority of people have someone they idolize or someone they want to base their life around and whatnot. And you get someone who just, you just care so, so much about them that your life almost intertwines with theirs. And this lesson took me a very embarrassingly long time to learn but it's something that i feel that people can only really learn themselves by themselves and that's idolization will lead to the mistreatment of both parties both the person who's being idolized and the person doing the idolizing because the person who's getting idolized may feel that there's a disconnect between you and them now because maybe you have to act accordingly to this person that they've projected onto you that is a very, very real thing that a, frankly, very scary amount of people have to face. And not only that, the person doing the idolizing may feel that there's also a disconnect because this person who they're essentially worshipping is perfect to them. Everything about them is perfect from the way they talk, the way they act, the way they just are as a person is perfect. And that's that's toxic. That mindset of just you know always self you know self sabotaging. Maybe maybe it hasn't led to a point where it's at self sabotaging, but it will reach that point. I can promise you that. There's a very fine line between being, you know, being forgiven and being forgiving and being too forgiving. But there's also a very fine line between being too forgiving and being very unforgiving. And, you know, the line always changes depending on the situation. While I most definitely opt for a more forgiving route, I understand if that's not the case with everyone. You know, not everyone is going to be as forgiving. Not everyone is going to take very kindly to the same kinds of things. And I understand. I really understand. Another point that I feel doesn't get talked about nearly as much as it should is the t- is the fact that the time you already invested in someone or something, I feel just it shouldn't affect your decision to or of whether or not you should continue investing time in that person or thing. It's kind of a weird lesson because if you've spent 
the last couple years or the last couple months, days, weeks, years, you know, being around this person and you think like, hey, maybe, maybe I shouldn't anymore, but I've been, you know, I've been with this person for so long that like it'd be a waste. I don't believe that. I don't believe that if you've put in two months of, you know, if two months of your time into someone and it's not working out, things aren't good between you two, you shouldn't then put in an, an extra cup, like month or extra week or so if it isn't working out. The time you spend, you've already spent with someone, should not affect the time you continue to invest in them. People aren't like stocks. <laughs> They aren't, and that's a very, very important thing to keep in mind. Another point I wanted to be sure I brought up. When you do go for that final break, and you finally do distance yourself from them, that isn't the hardest part. It is very, very hard, and coming to terms and confronting the reality of your situation that you aren't happy with whomever this person is, I say person because most often it's with relationships. If you are not happy with who this person is, with how they're treating you, and whatnot, and it finally causes a breaking point, the hardest part is staying in that breaking point and staying upset with the way you were treated. The hallmark of many, many abusive relationships is feeling that you need to go back because... Either you're, you're scared that you're abused. Abuse is another thing entirely that I feel deserves its own episode, so I'm not going to touch on it. But the hardest part of, of finally breaking in those, in those kinds of controlling relationships is finally is remaining out of, you know, keeping the, that person out of the equation. It is easily the, the toughest thing you can ever do because... You know, time will temper how you feel about them. You know, it, you know, you will be extremely angry or extremely, you know, a rush of emotion right in the moment, but that gets tempered out and you might feel guilty. Maybe you feel like you were being too mean or maybe you feel like they aren't as bad as you say, as you originally made out. And those kinds of thoughts is what leads a lot of people to go back to their very controlling or very toxic relationships. It's, it's something that I cannot, you know, emphasize more. That you have to remember the reasons why you felt the need to do what you did. But I know that taking my word for it is, is tough. I mean, after all, I didn't listen to any of my friends. And those are all people I'm very, very, very close to. And you might not even know who I am. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to trust the words of someone who you've never really seen the face of. I understand that. But regardless, this is a lesson I do feel you have to learn on your own. Remembering what made you end your relationship and, you know, what reignites that fire of just why you kept them out of your life in the first place is integral. And, you know, as sad as you may be in in this vicious cycle of going back to this person and then splitting off and then going back and splitting off, apologizing, and then re and then, you know, getting angry and then apologizing. This on and off, just awful cycle that it's that's suffocating and you can never really break free of. I understand. I've been there. 
it's it's horrendous it really is but remembering what made you so upset that you feel like you had to just take this person out of your life really really does help to try and break the cycle and i promise you as soon as it's broken and as soon as this this awful cycle is broken you'll feel something i can't promise if it's good or bad though and that's a point that i'll i'll uh, i'll talk about pretty soon though first things not first things but the final point i want to make in this little section is that time does heal time heals all wounds it does and whether that's good or bad depends on the situation time will dampen how you feel which leads to that cycle and that's a, it's a pretty scary thought and it's something that all of us have to come to terms with but there is no set amount of time that you will go back to this person or no set time that will make you you know back to being happy or back to being unhappy if the fundamental components of a relationship is that you are not happy with who this person is then you cannot fix it fixing who a person is is very taxing and never works it's the words that nobody wants to hear and nobody wants to confront but it is the truth you really can't fix someone if they're not willing to be because the only person that can fix them is themselves sure you can be supportive and be there along the way but it is not your responsibility to make sure that someone else is isn't broken it isn't your responsibility and many 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 high schoolers that i know high schoolers especially they struggle with that they really do i mean i was there once i i believe that as as arrogant as i used to be i used to i believed that i could do it i could be the one and thinking that you're just this this savior this that you're special to this you are special to this person but that you're special in the, in a certain way where you can just fix them to be uh, a more like realized version of themselves and maybe they don't have to like they can find a, a healthier way to take out the way that they feel and they don't have to use outlets that maybe you weren't so you know you weren't so fond of and that's when i realized that one that's a very controlling mindset that that is taking a person's life into your hands and trying to fix it as you see fit and that is unacceptable it is it's a it's a very disgusting mindset. I'll speak the truth. I was not that made me a pretty bad person. It's a it's a noble thing. You know, I I understand wanting to do it and wanting it comes from this this urge to just help everyone around you. But molding a person to a quote unquote to a quote unquote better realized version of themselves is not the truth and it is false. It is it is a premonition from your mind that you are projecting onto someone and you can't do that. That is overstepping your authority, that is overstepping your bounds, and you cannot do that to someone. And it's something that we all have to accept. It took me a pretty long time to understand that. And I really sincerely hope that if anyone is listening, that they understand that if they're in that mindset, it's not okay. And it never will be. Now the final, final point. I wanted to get at from this pretty lengthy section is the ensuing loneliness for when you finally do take that step and leave that relationship everyone struggles with some form of loneliness whether it's not accepting by those around you 
worried about how maybe your friends see you, maybe worried about how your family sees you. But honestly, if you ask me, the worst kind is when you finally leave a relationship and where you're accepted, but you still feel lonely. And there's not too, too many fixes you can do about this one. It's something that, you know, I think everyone understands that it's some kind of base level, but it's very, it's scary. It's so very scary because you have what you wanted. You're accepted by your friends. You know, you're not, you're not an outcast, but you still feel like you're on your own. And I think that comes from a place of self-defense, of not wanting to be open to those near you and around you. So because of that, people find relationships. And when you finally leave one of those relationships where you feel like you could be open, completely open with someone, and they saw you for who you are and they accepted that, and you're okay with that, when you finally realize and leave that relationship if it isn't good for you, you're going to feel really lonely. And it's going to be a void that won't immediately fill. It won't. And that's normal. It is. Everyone who's gone through that will, will tell you that. It's a very normal thing, and it's not something to ever be ashamed of. Struggling in that manner is really a tough thing, because it's not something you want to admit. You don't want to admit that you want to go back to them, or that you just, you cared about them so much, and now that there's this just, this gaping scar where they used to be. I understand. I do. But you gotta keep yourself up. You have to find ways to just direct all that negativity into something else. Maybe pour it into a passion or a hobby. But there ha you have to come to terms with the fact that being with them won't help. Being with them will not fix who, y who you are as a person. Being with someone, if you're unhappy, being with someone won't really, it might, it might help you, you know, it might help you to take steps to being happy, but you have to fundamentally change if you want to be happy. You know, I'll use this as an example. If you feel that maybe you're not in the best shape, being in a relationship isn't going to help that. There are other steps you have to take in order to do that. And it's, it's this pretty similar situation across the board. If you're feeling lonely, trust me, being in a relationship will not solve that. If anything, when you finally realize that relationship isn't worth it or it isn't for you, it's just going to make your loneliness infinitely worse. So you have to identify what the core of that loneliness is. And you have to identify where, where it's coming from and see, to it as and see to it then. Take steps to fix it if you can. Of course, this is, this is much, much easier said than done and a pretty boiled down version I want to give loneliness its own episode as well. It's a very heavy topic, and it's it's just it's oh there's such a wealth of information and situations to go over that I feel like if I just give it a part in one episode, it isn't doing it justice. So yeah, loneliness is is a real a real thing that you know while some people do admit to, I think everyone struggles with on some level. And the final point that I want to leave you with before I, uh, before I end today's episode is if you struggle to ask for help, you, you shouldn't see it as a bad thing. Reaching out is one of the toughest things 
that you can do. Admitting that you need assistance or that it's kind of hard, it's too hard to do this on your own is okay. Being compassionate with someone and trusting them with, you know, your raw emotions and being completely transparent is a pretty tall order to ask of someone, both of the listener and of who you are, because both of you are trusting each other that your feelings won't be shared with other people. There's a wealth of worries that you can have when, when you're dealing with this kind of situation, but asking for help should never be seen as something negative. I, I am really, I was never fond of the fact that asking for help is portrayed in such a negative light. It's, it's seen as such a, such a sign of weakness that it's all, it's like you're viewed as pathetic if you do. It's not true. It's not true. Because I can, I can imagine that nobody's really going to judge you for it. I, I can't imagine someone taking the time out of their day to judge you for asking for help on something, that I feel is just quite unrealistic. But it is a real fear that a surprising amount of people have. So if you are one of those, you aren't alone. But asking for help is never something you should see as a bad thing. So yeah, that's really all I wanted to, uh, to cover for today. So thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And uh, I'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves.